Hello and welcome to another episode of Where Do We Begin? And we've got a very different one today. Uh, we've got a couple of uh, mates. Uh, their name is Adam and Simon, and they're known for Gogglebox, and they've got a couple of podcasts as well, but they love their footy, and that's why I've got them on. Hey, Jackson. Yeah, it'll be a little bit different this week. Um, obviously not as interviewee as normal, but a great chat with these great guys nonetheless. We just finished recording it, and it was like... Yeah, they're so down to earth and lovely chat. So uh, without further ado, should we just get straight into it? Yeah, let's go for it. All right, now uh, we're super excited to have these guests on. Uh, they've got a footy podcast called He's Been Doing It All Day, and we've used that as a bit of an excuse to get them on just because they seem like great guys to talk to. So they're also known for the Adam and Simon show, their other podcast, and being Adam and Simon from Gogglebox. So would you believe it? It's Adam and Simon. Welcome, boys. <laughs> Thank you for having us. That's good. I like that a lot. <laughs> would you I'll tell you what, they are I, can, I can confirm that we are known for being Adam and Simon. Our mums have been calling us Adam and Simon since we've been born. So we have been known to be Adam and Simon for a long time now. I just, yeah, you'd think it'd be strange if you were known as anything else. <laughs> plot, plot twist, we're not actually Adam and Simon. Our names are Tim and Tom, uh, but they just liked it better for the show. It was a bit more, it had a bit better ring to it, yeah, so they went yeah. with Adam and Simon. Simon with yep. a Y as well. Got Like, you don't, you don't hear it, but Simon with a Y, it just adds that extra flavour to it, you know? Mate, it's a show name. It's yeah, a sorry. stage name. Show you know how it is. <laughs> Beyonce. He's like Beyonce. Yeah, exactly. you got to go a little bit different. <laughs> yeah, mix it up, but... Boys, we're all in lockdown at the moment. We're all in Melbourne. So how have we been going in lockdown? We, I mean, we're both physios. So we're at the moment considered essential. So we've still been working normally. But I mean, I feel like we've ticked every every other box off. Like I've made bread at home. We've homemade pasta. I've done puzzles. Someone bought me 10 kilos of clay for my birthday, hoping that I'd make some clay. So like, I mean, that's still there to do. Uh, but it's also lucky that there's just been three weeks or s- almost six weeks straight of footy, which my partner is starting to get sick of. Yeah, what about you, Simon? How have you been in lockdown? Mate, well, as as Adam said, physiotherapist, so we're essential service. So I've still been working, which has been nice. Uh, I've actually started watching The Office, which I've never seen before, and there's like 30 episodes every season. So I'm up to season seven, and that's that's taken up a large chunk of lockdown 2.0. It's the US one, which is I'm been, guessing? Yep, US one. Yeah, I couldn't cop the English one. It was too awkward for me. It made me cringe. It made me yeah. too uncomfortable. Has got to be that about it. Couldn't handle it. I think that's just the beauty of English comedy, to be totally honest. Like, I, I was watching Friday Night Dinner, and it's exactly the same. My sister was like, this is too cringe for me. I can't watch it. Yeah, <laughs> makes me uncomfortable. Like, Fleabag did the same thing. Oh, oh no. Oh, don't even get me started <laughs> on Fleabag. Um, yeah, I've been watching Seinfeld, so it's sort of the same thing. I never nice. really watched Good it from start finish, so. I like it. Where it's, are you up to? Uh, season six now. Very good. My uh, my partner Rach and I started an, a French spy uh, drama called The Bureau on SBS On Demand purely because it went for five seasons and there were 10 episodes a season. So we're like, great, here's 50 hours of TV that we'll be able to watch that we'll be able to knock off some time of this lockdown. And so far we've watched about 40 of the hours. So, I mean, things are going all right from our end. <laughs> yeah, well, you mentioned the footy before. Um, uh, you're North and Brisbane fans, so... Going a uh, bit, bit of variation in the ladder wise. So, Simon, what have you made of your team so far? Yeah, it's it's been a tough year, mate. Yeah. It's been a tough year. There's no other way to put it. Because <laughs> I was talking to someone about this that this is like the first year that in my life that North Melbourne have been truly not good. Like we usually, you know, we, all through the nineties, dominant force unstoppable machines. And then through like the early 2000s, we were okay. We kind of sat between like 13th and maybe 7th and we just did that for 10 years. And then it's only this year where you watch and like I go in expecting not to win. I'm still hopeful, but I don't think we will win. And that's the first time. So that's been a bit weird to get used to. But it is, look, it's a bit freeing too because for a long time (laughs) – I was actually hoping because we were middle table and then we'd, you know, we'd get rid of some players and I'd say, all right, this is the year we're truly going to be bad and I can de-invest. But 
then we would finish ninth. I'm like, oh, right, I'm in again. I'm in again. So <laughs> now we're like really we're bottom of the ladder. So it's quite good. You just get to enjoy it and you, you get to enjoy the moments rather than enjoying the entire game. <laughs> that's <laughs> so depressing. Doesn't <laughs> <laughs> it sound fun to be a North supporter at the moment? But look, we've mate, with the future, the future's bright for us. Future's bright, Cam Zerha, Josh Simkin, mate, we're gonna we got guns. It seemed like as as Simon was explaining that you would get to enjoy moments rather than games that as you were saying that out loud, you realised how depressing it sounded. And it made just a little bit inside you died. It's exactly what happened. It was devastating, but that's okay. That's they, all right. Who do you guys go for? I'm a Bombers man. I was just about to say, I don't think I've told Jackson this before, but I've had a hatred for North Melbourne ever since 2014. <laughs> you guys had two goals to halftime in the final. Essendon's been shit like all my life. We haven't won a final <laughs> since yep. I was like one or two. <laughs> so and <laughs> you guys came back from like five goals down or something to beat us. And I've just been crushed ever since then. I've got a hatred for North Melbourne. And, and this is the thing. This is This is like... Why it was so enjoyable because like 2014, we weren't supposed to be any good and then, you know, finals roll around and we roll the Bombers. It was the best. I was sitting in the Great Southern Stand about halfway up. Oh, it was a beautiful experience. Drew Petrie, two goals. That was Frank the Tank or Drew the Tank uh, with the celebration. Yeah. That It's funny how you say it makes me feel quite old, Harper, when you say that you have a hatred for for the Ruse because of how they stiffed your Bombers in 2014. But I have a hatred for the Ruse because they were good in the late 90s when I was <laughs> young and I was like, Jesus Christ, that makes me feel proper old. <laughs> uh, I'm a big Pies fan. So um, this year I think uh, I don't know about this year because we could just <laughs> sort of sneak into the finals and then do a, do a Bulldogs, but I don't know. Because, like, we're starting to get all the guns back at the moment. Um, but, yeah, I've, I've just sort of been in, like, that middle range for the last few years. And then when we came back in 2018, that was just a shock, to be totally honest. That was great. So Adam and I went to that grand final against West Coast, and I distinctly remember about two minutes to go, you guys had the ball at centre-half back. You kicked it out to that left flank where Dom Sheed did the damage. And I remember turning to Adam. There was two minutes to go. And I said, Collingwood are going to win the grand final. They're going to be premiers. <laughs> and then I, that. I was there too. And then you kicked it. And there was about four kicks down. And then McGovern took that mark. And it just bounced back. And then yep. it was yep. absolute. You're like, yeah, no, I saw the game. <laughs> May was blocked. That's all I'm saying. May was blocked. How did you guys get tickets to that game? Were it like through Gogglebox or what was it? Yeah, we were lucky enough to be guests, I think. How did we – oh, no, Fox Footy, I think, because we'd yeah, done some work kick. with Fox. Yeah, so we did the longest kick um, oh, yeah. down by the Yarra and then they we just happened to be able to sneak through more. So we just sort of ask where we can go and then if people say no, we say, yeah, fair enough. But if they <laughs> don't don't reply or say yes, then we tend, tend to take that as a yes. Yeah, um, I, I think I got tickets in the uh, in the – draw where you can apply for them so but yeah that's the uh first grand final loss i've seen which is shit but you know <laughs> it's a it's a grand final nonetheless uh, you got there you got there yeah. got that <laughs> mate that's true essendon supporter oh you got there yeah. uh, it's that's a good effort yeah, you, you, you guys follow harper do you follow the uh the twitter page days since the essendon oh. football club won a final and it ticks over every day come up <laughs> every day a new tweet that just says a number it's up to like 2437 or something at the moment it's wild whenever there's like a significant loss or a finals loss i get bombarded with screenshots of the twitter page and it's just oh it's it's sad so why do you why do you think it is that people love to hate the Essendon supporters Jack, Jackson, you can probably speak for that more than me because you're a Collingwood fan. You I don't even know. My my experience with Essendon supporters is always Anzac Day, and so when I'm when I'm at the G, I'm always standing behind the opposition members anyway. So I always stand, and yeah, it always ends up being like behind the opposition members, and we just give it to them the whole game. And it's always <laughs> these old little ladies, like you know, can you imagine knitting their scarves and stuff? And they just like come back with like swearing and stuff. So that's my experience <laughs> with Essendon supporters, and you obviously Harper. But other than that. I, I, don't, I don't mind them. Yeah, I think lots of people hate Essendon as well because of that dominant period in the 80s and they we won like two grand finals then and then they had the 2000 season where we just like smashed everyone. And, yeah. 
<laughs> it's funny how you say that because, but people don't have the same vitriolic hate for Hawthorne that they have for Essendon. Like people proper hate Essendon. But yeah. Hawthorne was super successful in the 80s as well. And then in the, I mean, they've been successful since 2008, except for this year. But people don't hate them like they hate Essendon. Yeah, I don't know why that is. I fucking hate Hawthorne myself, but <laughs> 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 obviously I don't hate Essendon. So, like, Hawthorne's just always had this yucky kind of thing about him. I don't know if it's like the poos and wheeze or who knows, but <laughs> it's like, yeah, don't like the Hawks. I think it's got to be because I reckon it must be geographically located because Hawthorne is close to like Richmond and Collingwood and all, all of their home grounds are relatively close, whereas Essen and Windy Hill was always a long way away. So I reckon it must be like a, a city divide that the people over in the northwest sort of think they're a different breed, I reckon. Turak, Turak of the West, Essendon is. That's what they say. <laughs> and and that exact sentence is why people hate Essendon supporters. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't really hold a, a hatred for any other team but Carlton. So I think I hate Carlton so much that every other team is just sort of insignificant compared to them. Yeah. I tell you what, I'm I'm certainly building a hatred towards Richmond. Oh my goodness. Yeah. To be honest, I've got a bit of a hatred for every team because every team has smashed Essendon at some point in my life <laughs> or in a big final or like I've started to hate West Coast because I went over to Perth for the final last year. So got an absolute hatred for West Coast and their feral fans. Big shout out to any of them if they're listening. <laughs> yeah, no, um, if any of my family are listening, I have like a few Richmond cousins. So I've supported them in their grand finals, but during the season, nah, I just don't like them. It's like I'm happy for you, the person, not your team. Yeah, fair enough. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's pretty. And fair. then whenever Collingwood loses, they just give it to me. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone Humble. can give it to a Collingwood fan. Everyone hates Collingwood, really. But yeah. we're recording this on a Saturday, and it's probably going to be out on Monday the 14th. We're thinking so. Uh, there's still a bit to happen uh, in terms of the finals. So, who have we all got for premiers so far? Oh, our prediction, Adam. Who have you got? Uh, I think it has. To, I think it has to be Richmond. I just think that they're a, a genuine step above. I was talking to a mate about it today, and we said that we feel like Port Adelaide have sort of hit their ceiling, and they're playing just about as good as they can play. They don't really have another gear to go to. Uh, Brisbane might be lucky to win. Well, not lucky. You're never really lucky to win a premiership, but with the, the finals being in uh, in Brisbane, if they can get a couple of games at the Gabba, then they'll certainly be go a long way. And then I know Geelong's got Gary to come back, but I just still feel like Richmond have got the next another gear. Yeah, and you're a Brisbane fan, of course. So tell us a bit yep. about how your uh, uh, fanaticism is that a word that your fanaticism yep. of Brisbane came about. Uh, well, my. Uh, family uh, Fitzroy fans, like old Fitzroy fans. My grandpa was born in uh, Rose Street in Fitzroy, so right in the in the heart of Fitzroy. So we've always been Fitzroy fans. And then Dad obviously gave me no choice. So not that, and I wouldn't have it any other way. I'm more than happy to be a Brisbane supporter. I actually just read a book about the death of the Fitzroy Football Club. That's the title by Russell Holmesby. It's uh, it's quite depressing if you're a, a Fitzroy supporter because uh, the club died a very slow and painful death without any assistance from the AFL. <laughs> but then followed it up and then had some pretty good years. So, I mean, I'm luckier than any Saints supporter out there, that's for sure, or D supporter for that matter. <laughs> yeah, more than definitely. Um, Simon, what about you in terms of premiership hopefuls? Yeah, so I was all about the Cats up until uh, last night. So last night was Richmond versus Geelong. And I kind of was saying to people at work that Richmond could win by 10 goals or they could lose. And I, neither would surprise me. Cause I, so that's kind of, to answer your question, I think it's got to be Richmond again. Just because they, they've been bored all year. Like you could, the first five rounds, they just kind of played like, ah, oh, like we just can't really be bothered. Like it's all a bit too hard. And then whenever there's a clutch moment though, they just go bang, game over. Bang, here's six goals. Bang, here's like whatever. We'll just stop you, keep whatever it might be. They just kind of always have the answer. So it is a boring answer, but I think Richmond probably looked the best at the moment. But I would like to see Geelong win. Um, I don't want to see Port Adelaide win or Brisbane win because they just haven't paid their dues enough, you know. I don't. 
I don't think they've uh, and Adam would be unbearable if Brisbane won. So I can't I can't I just can't have that in my life. Or the doggies, you know, I want someone to come from the deep. The Saints would be nice. The dogs would be good, but I think it might be yeah, it's gonna be Richmond, unfortunately, in a very boring turn of events. How would you feel, Adam, if Brizzy won the grand final and you weren't there to set? Yeah, I was just about to say if they won the grand final I'd be devastated because I wouldn't be able to uh, to be in the crowd. So I'll because we'll probably at this stage, be watching the, uh, the the grand final in our homes by ourselves. Uh, if the Lions are in it, I'll be a nervous wreck all day and then I'll probably cry uh, regardless of the result. If I ever need a, a a nice little emotional cathartic cry, I just put on the end of the, the final two minutes of Brisbane's 52-point comeback against the Cats and watch Ash McGrath's goal after the siren with Hutto commentating and without fail, I cry every time. Oh, yeah, classic moment. I, even I rewatch that sometimes. It's so good. Like the AFL's got a video on YouTube, every goal in the comeback. That's yep. my go-to. Essen haven't had many great moments over the years, so I've got <laughs> Brisbane as my go-to. Is, there, is your like that version of of that video for Essen and that uh, smashing of the Gold Coast Suns when they were oh, like this second yeah. year in? Carl Reeves, like seven, <laughs> eight goals, seven goals, something like that. That's That was a great game. We had like 95 uh, points at quarter time it was yeah never forget it <laughs> just a merciless belting brilliant yeah. i'll tell you what didn't the uh didn't uh harper's eyes just like glaze over <laughs> them when he just remembered the moment of Essendon being so far up at quarter time i like, just yeah. put him to his full happy glory place. days <laughs> glory days yeah he's, he's just got that video as his screensaver just all the time yeah. since that score exactly yeah. Uh, like my ringtone is just the commentary of Kyle Reams' seventh. You know, it's. Just, it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, that's good. I can't think of many other Essendon great Essendon moments. Like we had the Anzac Day two thousand nine, of course. But Zaharakis, you star. That was a yeah, good one. That was a good. That one. was a that was a very good one. I remember I was at the Williamstown Lacrosse Club. Uh, it was belting down rain. Yeah. And the game, we'd actually, I reckon, we'd shortened the game. By like we shortened the quarters because it was just raining and we're like we're standing next to the ocean. This game like it's freezing cold. This sucks. We're at the bottom. You're at the top. Let's just finish this game and we'll just watch the footy. And then everyone was inside watching that um, watching that game. And I was standing next to my Collingwood supporter friend. He was heartbroken. It was very funny to watch. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I was there and it was it wasn't great. <laughs> No, it wasn't yeah, that's, nice. That's one of my first just, footy no. memories, I think. Yeah. So I was like six years old, so I remember like jumping up and down and like right at the top uh, in the belting rain. It was, yeah, great. Yeah. But probably <laughs> what about the, um, better than that for a while. What about the Essendon versus Hawthorne line in the sand game? Do you ever watch that video? Richie uh, Vandenberg going bananas? Yeah, I have seen that, but uh, the Essen-Hawthorne memory I've got is Lloyd absolutely smashing Saul in 2009. Same game. Yeah. Same game. Oh, oh yep. right, same game. That's, what, thought, that's why it happened. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you were talking – wasn't Brandon. there one in the 80s as well, the line in the sand game? Or is that uh, – No, the famous – the line in the sand, the one the, where Lloyd lays out Saul is because I think Dermot Brereton went into the rooms at quarter – like before the game and was like, Hawthorne, we need to – like draw a line in the sand here oh. and show them who we are. I'm actually surprised, Harper, that you haven't brought up the SNM versus Kangaroos 2001 round 16 comeback. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I wasn't alive for that one, but that that was good. I watched it on the Fox footy uh, replay when they did the 50 games. Did you guys tune into yeah. that? 50 best games. That was really Mate. good. I really enjoyed that. Mate, that would have been like early 2000s and 90s football was ultimate. So good because yeah. the quality was really good. But all of the players were still like plumbers. So it was just like plumbers who were getting paid heaps to play football. So like because at the start of the 90s, it wasn't full professionalism just yet, but then that kind of changed mid-90s and then they were all just 100% professionals, but they still were just like quote-unquote men by like the stereotype, like that 80s stereotype, whereas now they're footballers. So they're like, no, no, I'm an athlete. I'm going to make career-based decisions like not punching this guy because it's good to stay in the team. Whereas like mid-90s, they just do whatever they want because they're like, well, no, because I'm playing football because I like it and my mates are here and I'll drink stubbies after the game. And it's, it's very interesting games to watch. And Wayne Carey played and he's the GOAT, so there you go. <laughs> much more of a dickhead mentality. <laughs> yes, very, very much so. Very much so. 
Just a bunch of meatheads. It was great. Here's a game for you. You can watch the Marshmallow game, North oh, Melbourne versus North Melbourne. Essendon. Yep. That was uh, great. You, you beat us that one, didn't you? Yes, we certainly yeah. did. I was uh, uh, I was at that game in the one side. Uh, <laughs> I was in, I was in the Ponsford stand. Kevin Sheedy walked down from the box, and then the whole crowd just launched marshmallows at him. It was <laughs> mm. awesome. What year is that? Oh one, maybe. Oh nah, I think that might have been nineties. I reckon nineties, right? Yeah, yeah, late nineties, ninety eight or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> and you were at you were at the game. Harper was still years from being alive. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Um, just a heads up, we're probably not coming back on this podcast because my ego is taking too much of a hit. Um, in terms of my premiership favourites, I don't know. I feel it could be the year of just another Bulldogs. Someone, just with the mm. way the season's been going, it's like anything could happen. Yes. So I, I reckon if you're in the finals, you just have a chance. No, like Usually like, oh, you don't give seven or eight much of a chance. I reckon everyone's on equal pegging at the moment because, like, the games could be anywhere. Um, you, don't, you don't know what to expect at the moment, and especially with, like, such low scores in the AFL at the moment, anyone can win it, I reckon. I, I honestly don't have a favourite. And uh, Like, just hoping Collingwood get in there and get a few players back and we'll, we'll give, <laughs> we'll give Richmond a run for their money. It's kind of crazy, isn't it? Because you can almost win a game with six goals. Yeah, so exactly. you just – it's like, fellas, we can kick six goals. Like kicking six goals is easy. It's like not even two goals a quarter. Fellas, we can do that. And then, mate, everyone's in with a shot. I mean, have you really watched Collingwood? So, Yeah, well, except for Collingwood, you guys might not be in with a shot, but no. Hodgie's called for uh, the quarters in the in the finals to go back for 20 minutes, which I think is a good idea. I definitely think that's a good idea. Yeah, I reckon that's a good idea, to be really honest. Why? Talk to me about this, guys. Why do you think it's a good idea, Harper? Oh, well... Like the short quarters, I think it's just you don't get the plays as tired at mm-hmm. the end of the games, uh, especially early in the season when there weren't games every four days or whatever. But, um, yeah, just more footy, you know. You can't hate more footy. <laughs> Brilliant. What do, you guys, what do you guys think of the night grand final? Ooh. The thing that nobody wants but everybody's going to get. Yeah, well, I think we're going to get onto that, but I'm not a massive fan. I just hope they change it back. Next year, what about you, Jackson? Oh, I'm into it. I don't know. It's something different. Like this, this season's different. So why why not do it? Test it out. This like the, the the argument's been going on for years. Why not test it out this year and see how it goes? The problem is, if you test it out this year and it absolutely rates its head off, which it will, because everyone's inside, it'll provide ammunition to make it a permanent change. Yeah, and that's where it's like that's where you, you kind of because. Realistically, a night grand final logistically is a better option. So it's at night. The I mean, the weather changes somewhat, but it's much more of a spectacle. Fireworks instantly become part of the pregame. Like the postgame then becomes a bit of a party. The pregame becomes a party, like more atmosphere. Uh, it's going to be better for ratings. So all of those reasons, it's better. But as a fan experience going to the game, Daytime is always going to win, but you know you're catering for a hundred thousand people versus two million people. So, like when you weigh it up, that that's why they're going to. So you kind of can't give them a taste because then they'll go, "Oh, this was so good, let's do that." And you're like, "Damn it, this sucks." They've consist consistently uh, done surveys of fans about when asking mm-hmm. them when they want the grand final to be, and almost unanimously, people go. Yeah, just keep it at 320. Yep. It's perfect. I can like wake up, I'm excited, and then I can have my barbecue with my mates, have a couple of beers, then I can start watching the footy, and then the footy's done, and then I can have dinner and then talk about the game afterwards. Whereas if you're watching a game that starts at 7.30, it's finished at 10, 10.30, and then if you party afterwards, like you're genuinely seeing the sun up, and you only want to see the sun up if your team wins. <laughs> You don't want to. See, you don't want everyone yeah, to true. see the sun up. The unfortunate thing is, though, that when you're like putting down the times for – like we're all football fans, so we'll watch it if they put it at 10 in the morning and we'll watch it if it's at night at night. But if you're like the, just the regular average punter in New South Wales or Queensland or whoever, if a game's on at 2.30, you're like, yeah, I've got the day off. It's Saturday. I just probably am not going to watch this. I'll walk around. But 7.30 on a Saturday night when everyone you know is watching a game, you're like, hey, I might go to the pub and I'll watch it or I'll just turn it on and then you just get those ratings up and up and up and then you can charge more and more money. So... It's kind of never about those those diehard fans. They get less of less of a say, I think, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but uh, I probably only watch the NRL Grand Final because it's on at night. Correct. 
Yeah, and like there's no way I'd be watching the NRL Grand Final if it's not like one. It's the only game I watch in the season and yep. it's just, mm. yeah, way better logistically like you say. Mm. Yeah, I hope, I just hope it goes back. 320 is great. 320 is yeah. absolute Perfect. prime time. Yeah. Absolute. But I do appreciate the whole reach and it's better for – because like if you live over in Perth and then the grand final starts at 3, it actually starts at 1. Yeah. Whereas if they have the grand final starting at 6.30 Brizzy time, which they will, it'll start at 4.30, which is a, probably a better time for Perth as well. Yeah. Um, we might – we've talked about uh, the sport supporting a lot, so – Maybe we'll get onto the sport playing a bit. Uh, Simon, you mentioned lacrosse before. Do you still play that? I do, mate. I do. How'd you get into that? Niche, 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 niche. <laughs> Adam's really jealous. It's such a niche sport. Adam's really jealous because he can't play sport anymore because he's too concussed. Um, so he likes to take it out on me, and that's okay, mate. Whatever you have to do to get through is fine, okay? Because <laughs> I'm still an active participant in competitive sports. So, no, so my dad used to play lacrosse when he was a kid. So, um, and then lacrosse is, it's a bit like Game of Thrones in that, like, each club has one family that's like the family that kind of looks after it all. Um, so I play for Brunswick and my mum is the president and for a long portion of the time my uncle was the head coach and then I was the captain. So that what Simon's trying to say is he's the Targaryen of nah, we, Brunswick. We don't win mate, we're not rich. That's more Williamstown. They're the Targaryens. Right. Yeah, we're more like I mean, You're look, we're the, we're the we're the king <laughs> we're the kings of the north, you know? That's, that's our name. I think I've actually got a T-shirt on right now that says Kings of the North. The, the Stark family. Yep. I probably wouldn't say you're the Stark family either. You are, you're the Greyjoys. Oh, yeah, from the water and like no one really takes any care of us and we're disrespected yeah. often, but we've got yeah. heart. I reckon that's probably pretty close. Um, yeah, I reckon that's pretty close. Strikes me as a very private school sport, but did you go to like Brunswick Secondary or private school or where'd you go? No, I went to school uh, where I grew up, Essendon Keeler College. So just, oh. uh, yeah, so that, and that's the, the thing about lacrosse is in America, it's very, you know, upper class private school sport, but in Australia, it's played by probably people who were no good at footy. So niche people, yeah. people who love niche sports. Mate, unless you go to Williamstown where it's just like level pegging with football. So, um, you know, you can play lacrosse or football and you're not, you know, you're not teased by your friends. Yeah, we mentioned my dad very briefly before we started recording. He actually teaches there. He works there. At where? Um, Essendon Keelor College. What's so your dad's name? He's, uh, he's a guitar teacher and his name's Tony or maybe you call him Mr. Payne? I don't know. No, I never took the guitar, unfortunately, <laughs> but that's small world, mate. Small yeah. world. There yeah. you go, hey. Uh, which campus? Were you Essendon campus, I guess? Or? Well, yeah, Essendon campus for year 11 and 12 and yeah. then Nidri campus for uh, below that. I actually took my girlfriend there. She'd never been that way. She's from the eastern suburbs. And uh, I took her to show her my um, high school when I was from when I was a kid and I turned up and it had been bulldozed. So that was a pretty fun day. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a mound of dirt. Like, all oh, right, I guess they're rebuilding this school. I'm clearly well in touch. <laughs> I mean, talking about niche sports, um, the listeners will know, but Harper and I know each other through futsal, so indoor soccer. Yes. A little bit more niche than um, outdoor soccer. I think I guess everyone sort of plays that, whereas futsal is like it's the little younger yep. cousin. Um, yep. Yeah, that's how we know each other. Um, Adam, what did you play growing up? Uh, so I'm from the north. I'm from northeast Victoria. He's from uh, New South so, Wales. <laughs> yeah. So, so far from, north uh, yeah, and I'm, so far east, it's New South Wales. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm from the New South Wales side of the border. So footy was always the uh, the sport up there. I mean, I played cricket and tennis and stuff as a kid like most kids in the country do because he's got nothing else to do. So you may as well play all the sports under the sun. But, yeah, footy and a little bit of golf and, I mean, really whatever we could get our hands on up there. Yeah, and uh, the concussions, that doesn't sound too good. Simon mentioned them. Was that from footy or – what was that for? Yeah, footy, Matt, it's surprising because my footy theory was always that every farmer needs a sheepdog and so I was not known for getting the hardball, uh, yet I still managed to, I think it's either three or four. I mean, it's probably says enough that I can't remember whether it's three or four concussions. Uh, but there was one where I got pulled down out of a pack, knocked out with my head hitting the ground, one 
Uh, copped a hip to the head, picking the ball up. One copping a forearm to the back of the head with a cheap shot. And then one slide, someone slid in and, and gave me a knee to the head. So for the, they're probably the only four hard balls I've ever got in my life and I probably got concussed on every single one of them. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't have any symptoms or anything. I don't have any, not that I'm aware of. Maybe my fuse is a bit shorter, but you'd probably have to ask Simon or my partner for that. But uh, I just, it's, man, I was never that good. I was never going to make the big league. So uh, I figured it was better off to, to give it up than, than try and persist through. Well, you're following the footsteps of Jonathan Brown, so at least you got that, you know? Exactly. I mean, I've got like two or three concussions just playing futsal, so I, I can't imagine how I'd go at footy. So. <laughs> futsal, which one of you two is the striker? I mean, everyone's a striker in futsal because you just sort of have shots from no matter where you are on the, on the ground. But who's the who's the star? I mean, we've never actually played together. I've, what's yeah, funny is that I used to coach games, Harper. Really. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Oh, right. What's Harper's? What's the? What's Harper's strong suit and uh, and weak suit? Three sixty feedback. Let's do it. Something I mean, he does well. Something he does poorly. Something he should continue doing. I mean, so from what I remember, he was in my older group age and um, he was always the one at the back who'd set up play. The only thing I, I would say is just he wouldn't shoot. Oh, oh, interesting. And Harper, how did Jackson go as a coach? Something he was good at, something he wasn't so good at, oh, something um, he should keep doing? Well, how how long ago was it, do you reckon, that you were coaching me? Like three uh, or four two or years, three years least, ago, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. Harper's stalling. Um Harper's falling. <laughs> no, his, his enthusiasm was like uh, that was <laughs> technically he was terrible, but enthusiastic. Man, oh, everything yeah. he said was that. up that and was about. The standout thing, but like maybe I don't. I can't really remember a weakness to be honest. He was always my favourite coach. Like he was a good guy, but weakness going for Collingwood bit of a weakness. But in terms of coaching, <laughs> uh, I don't really know. <laughs> yeah, um, but Jackson plays like. Top level now, so he's playing for really? best team in the state, pretty much. I think. What, so. What's that team called? So I play for Fitzroy, which um, is pretty ironic because in the AFL they don't exist anymore. But um, <laughs> yeah, we all play out at Thomastown, and I've just joined. Well, they're technically not the best team. Like we, the the, the club hasn't won the league in the in a few seasons, but top three definitely. Right. Um, but yeah, I was playing for my old team when. I, I got tackled, and then as I was getting up, someone was running behind me. Oh, no. And as I was getting up, knee to the to the side of the head. So that was my last concussion. Oh that was pretty gosh. much the worst one. <laughs> yeah. Good one. Knees and heads are not supposed to go together. Yeah, no. Nah. How did you feel yeah. after the concussion, or how much do you remember of it? So I went I, – I, I was on the floor, and then I got up, and I didn't feel much, and then I – granted, I played the rest of the game, and then – as I was heading home, I was just like, oh, I can't. I'm, I'm, I've got a massive headache now. I can't do it anymore. I've got to like I, – I think I took a week off work because I just couldn't couldn't like do it function a little bit after function. that. Yeah, yeah, it was just like I was just dizzy a lot. So, I mean, that's what concussions are really. So, Brain damage. Yikes. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Welcome to the club. Yep. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's so wild. <laughs> And now when I play pub footy, I'm going to have to wear a helmet. So I'm Ooh, who, for that. Oh. Let's get into this. Who are you playing pub footy for? So I play for the tote. Do you? Yeah. So do you ever go to training? Uh, once every few <laughs> trainings. Oh, hilarious. Defeats the purpose of they, pub footy. I know. I know. It's a yeah, exactly. Oxymoron, but well, they, they, so the they're tote, on the same day as futsal. So. Right. So the tote train at the same field as my lacrosse club. Right, oh. yeah, I think I see the lacrosse players like that's me, play, bro. Right, <laughs> that's me. Had that's we have known each other, you could have come and said hello, but you could have come. You could play it. for, uh, mate. The uh, the Brunswick Brunswick lacrosse is always looking for new players. If mate. you're looking for a new niche, if you're looking for a new niche sport, let's go three sports, <laughs> mate. Yeah, I re- look. You wear helmets. Concussions won't be a problem. <laughs> it's fine. You've clearly, you know, you've got enthusiasm. We thrive on enthusiasm. <laughs> For sure. Harper said that you were still his favourite coach even though you probably weren't that skillful. I mean, he didn't say the last part, but we thrive on unskilled and it's great. And it's a niche sport, so not many people play it, so you don't have to be that skillful. It's great. Another one. Another niche sport. Let's do it. Add it to the list. Now, guys, tell us about your your footy podcast. So that came about uh, just this year, uh, so fairly recently. So, Adam, how did that come about, I guess? You already had the other podcast. 
Yeah, I, I mean, we had a lot of time on our hands and we love talking about footy. And we so we had our um, Fox Footy show. Uh, we were hosting a show. When I say we're hosting a show, we hosted one episode of the show before it got put on hold uh, because of all the restrictions. So we figured we'd just do something uh, something new for us anyway and something that we thought didn't really f- – uh, or something that filled a hole in the market. So we, yeah, have a few game recaps at the start, try and interview a player and then keep it very much how the fans talk about footy in the uh, in the grandstand without any uh, stats or analytical backup. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, but the Fox footy show, I was actually going to ask about that. Uh, I didn't know what was going on because you had like the one episode or whatever and then it was just like gone. So, but how did you get approached for that? Was that like through your agent? Yeah, so we um, we've done some work with Fox Footy with the longest kick because Gogglebox was on Foxtel, so they'd partnered up Foxtel and Fox Sports. Um, so we we did some work with Fox Footy there, and then met some people that work there, and then um, uh, one of the one of the senior editors there, Mike Hirchfield, actually approached us, and he'd listened to the podcast, and he said, "Look, I, re- I really like the way you guys communicate, and I like your tone. What I want to do is try to." work a footy idea into there. So then he had the idea to to create almost like a a podcast type TV show. So you, you'd almost kind of film it and then release it as a podcast, but it'd also be a TV show. And it was that kind of concept like talking about football legend stories, like, you know, getting blokes from the bush and talking about kind of crazy stuff. In the pilot episode, we actually interviewed – um, a guy, John Anstey, who's a vet at Daniloquin, and he just had a wild story. So we would we were going to interview maybe one like person from the country and then one person from um, the AFL circles and, and kind of just get their stories and talk because a lot of the stories are really similar and that's like the best thing about sport and the best thing about footy is it doesn't matter what level you play at, it's, it's all the same. The skill's obviously different, but like the teamwork and the camaraderie is all, all the same. So, and then it just grew and grew and grew into what became premierships and footy trips. Uh, and then look, we did one episode and we clocked it. So, what we don't need to do another one. He was like, ah, oh, nailed it, guys. TV show tick. We're tick. we're done. Yeah, you reached the pinnacle getting Glenn Arch on that show, and it was just all it- downhill from there. So. It's gone. <laughs> exactly right. Shinboner of the century. You don't get, oh, who was the runner-up in the Shinboner of the century? You don't get them on, do you? Like if you already got the first one. Well, go big or go home. You don't know? need a second episode. So that's what happened. Yeah. Exactly. Now, I think lots of people are going to be listening for Gogglebox, but there's a question I want to ask you about Gogglebox and sport together. Uh, I don't know, Jackson, do you watch Gogglebox or did you watch Gogglebox? Yeah, I do. My My partner loves it, so... Every week, every week, it's great. Classic answer. Classic answer. <laughs> no, I do. Oh, I don't. I do genuinely like it, but we started watching it every week because my partner and she just like got the Foxtel app and watched all the seasons, and then she's like, "We have to watch it every week." And I'm like, now I'm a big fan. <laughs> anyway, what I was going to ask, uh, I know every year you watch the AFL Grand Final, the NRL Grand Final on Gogglebox. Do you watch that before and then watch it on like? get films watching it after? Yeah, so we generally watch it live, which it's fun to watch the football game. I remember we watched the game. Who played Fremantle? Oh, Remind me. Also. Yes. So we watched that one live and it was an absolute pumping. So by halftime we'd kind of gone, all right, well, we've got all the reactions we need, but we've still got half the show to go. And we're just getting Snapchats from our mates at the pub, having the best time ever because the game's over, so everyone's – just enjoying themselves. And, uh, yeah, that one was tough. That one was tough to watch. But generally we will watch it live. Yep. Yeah, it seems a bit weird, like, just watching it, two people in a house instead of, like, a whole big get-together as the tradition is. So that must be a bit yeah. disappointing. It takes away from it a little, like, because the whole point of AFL Grand Final Day is it's a day to celebrate with all your mates, which is why, again, this year will be – a lot more, a lot different, a lot more different than uh, previous years because you'll only be able to watch it in your house with whoever you live with. So, I think, yeah, it's. I mean, the more people you watch the footy with, and if you're lucky to be in the hundred thousand that are sitting in the stadium, it's even better. Unless you're Jackson in 2018. Yep, literally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that. I can't, I can't with that game. Harper mentions it like all the time when we see each other, but um. I, I honestly 
don't think I've watched. I haven't watched it since. And I've only seen like the Dom Sheed thing and that's it. Like that's all I've seen since in the last two years. But you Mainly should watch that it. gets played like all the time. And we had the umpire on the podcast who got that, called the decision, the shepherd decision, Brett Rosebury, and we spoke about that. Uh, Jackson was a bit heartbroken after that show. It was uh-huh. <laughs> doesn't like memories. <laughs> what did he say? What did he say about the shepherd? Oh, uh, he was like basically like, it, it wasn't um, like I called the right thing, and I was like, oh. yeah. Yeah, and you're like, so, I, I will eternally disagree. And he's like, yeah, I will exactly. eternally disagree with you. Yeah. Simon, the the episode was just Jackson going, it was a free. And we <laughs> yeah. going, it, it wasn't a free. Yeah, and they just went back and forth for an hour going, yeah, it was. Yeah. Well, it, it wasn't. Well, it was. Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah, Harper's just sitting there. And thanks, everyone, for watching. Thanks, guys. I've got to get out of here. Please stop it, boys. That's great. That was my Harper impersonation. You don't actually sound like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, nailed it. Spot on. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but oh. uh, and then we had um the further when SNB Collingwood this year, I walked into the room and Harper starts playing the SNN theme song. That was a great moment. That's why people hate SNN supporters. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, that exactly. Awful their social moment. media content. You know, got to get the brand out there. You know, get, get a bit <laughs> the of brand. <laughs> it's for the brand guys. No, it's yeah, for the brand. Exactly. No such thing as bad content. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Far out. That's so good. That's so you know what you should watch. You should just watch Jordan Degoe's goal in the in the final quarter. Just watch that on replay, Jackson. That'll make you happy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm surprised Jackson hasn't ripped into me too much about last year's Anzac Day because that Anzac Day was one of the most painful experiences of my life. I don't know if well, you two remember it. Technically, but- I, I I didn't watch it because I was in I was overseas, and it was oh, like were you? so I missed it. I I, oh. I was I think I would have been. In like Spain or Norway, one of those two, and I missed the game. I heard all the hubbub about it and listened to a Collingwood podcast about it, but I didn't actually watch the game. It's also funny how you guys talk about uh, Anzac Day as like this massive game, but for people who don't follow Essendon or Collingwood, like it's just exact, <laughs> like it's just a game with yeah, a lot of people. Like, like it doesn't mean anything more to the rest of us. No. It's just. But to we, you guys, and I fully appreciate that it's like the game and it's like Anzac Day, who won that this year? But for me, couldn't care less. <laughs> for me, I call it round five. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, guys, tell us a bit about like the future kind of – your future plans for the podcast and the Adam and Simon show and the um, Ben Doing It All Day show. So what are your um, ambitions for that? Well, I think the the podcast, the aim is just to keep growing it. It's it's – Heaps of fun to make and it's really only we spend the, a few hours once a week making it. So it's quite an easy thing to do. So, I mean, the more that grows and obviously podcasting is moving uh, bigger and is growing bigger and bigger and listenership in terms of people listening to podcasts and subscribing and, and things like that. And at the, someone told us that if you have someone who finds your podcast and then they go back and listen to all of your episodes, then you immediately have a new person that listens. And then a lot of it's something like 40% of podcasts are found by word of mouth. So our big thing is trying to engage our audience as much as we can. And because, I mean, it's fun talking to each other, but it's also fun to get other people along for the ride as well. Yeah. And um, you have, you've had some big names on the Ben Doing It All Day show. You had Tom Lynch and uh, some other big ones that don't immediately spring to mind, but what kind of buzz do you get from that? I know we get a big buzz from having big stars on the show. What about you guys? Yeah, I think um, he's been doing it all day. He's really – it's kind of strange because the Adam and Simon show, we're super, super passionate about it. It's got our names on the title, so we probably should be passionate about it. But then the like he's been doing it all day has become almost like the little hobby podcast, and it's just it, – it's really exciting when people – engage with it and get excited about it like we had Zach Tui on and we we've got a little club on the um on the podcast called the Hungry Hungry Hippos Goal Kicking Club because we love the blokes that love kicking goals we love those players who kick goals and we started off with um Aaron Hall he refuses to give up the ball for anyone if he can kick a goal and we were about it unapologetically about it. So then we were talking to Zach Tui and we explained what the club was and it's got a little celebration and then he did it on the field after kicking a goal and like our phones are blowing up and we're talking back and forth and it's just, it was fun. Like really just pure, that really pure fun. Like it's not at the expense of anyone and it's all celebratory. And it, and I think that's why 
we're really enjoying that one at the moment. And it's just fun when you get guests on who kind of really buy in and they kind of they kind of get the vibe of it. That's been really exciting. So I've got one last question before we move on to the quiz, I think a bit later. Um, so footy fans, we all have like our favourite players. Who are your sort of cult heroes at the moment and uh, back when you were watching footy as a younger kid? Well, mine is I'm an unabashed uh, Hugh McCluggage uh, diehard Stan fan, whatever you want to call it. Stan. I think Huey is an absolute superstar. So he's, yeah, I've got a, a running bet with a mate who is a an equal uh, equal level fan for Andy McGrath from your Bombers Harper. And we have a bet that whoever wins a Brownlow first out of the two of them, there's like a quite a hefty bottle of red wine on the line for that. So... Uh, yeah, Huey McCluggage is my boy at the moment. And then probably back in the day when back in the Lions heyday, it was more um, Simon Black. Yeah, and Hugh McCluggage close to being an Essen player, uh, taking a pick two, uh, McGrath taking a pick one, and it was like a 50-50 thing uh, per the media uh, in the build-up. But, yeah, and, and McGrath's turned out for us well, I reckon. I'm a big fan of his. I actually saw him at Futsal in Thomastown, Jackson. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I was leaving training. Uh, I reckon it would have been a couple of years ago, and uh, I, I was just walking out, and I see this guy he looks like Andy McGrath, uh, and he's just walking in. I didn't say anything because I wasn't hundred percent sure. It's a bit weird. Oh, are you Andy McGrath? No, I'm not. That would have been a bit weird. <laughs> but then I saw on his Instagram, he's at Footslaws Thomastown, like supporting his brother or something. So, yeah, that's that was pretty cool. But Simon, who's your cult hero at North? Uh, so at the moment, I'm a big Cam Zerha guy, big Cam Zerha guy. I think he's the absolute future. Uh, I've put it out there right now and you'll, you, you'll like this one, Jackson. I think Cam Zerha is a better version of Jordan Dugowie. I think he's stronger. I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be better. That just uh, you know you, we don't I don't want to have the discussion with you right now no, about no, it because enough. we'll have another time you won't, over you, you won't you won't convince me otherwise no, <laughs> no, no I think enough. I think he will be similar sort of player big body um, just more of that pinch hit like he's not running the midfield all day uh, and have you ever seen anyone try to tackle him it's never well it doesn't go well for anybody so he's my man at the moment Cam Zerha but back in the day I was always I kind of was like a Winston Abraham guy for a long time. Then I was a Byron Pickett guy for a long time, and then Daniel Wells. More recently, he was uh, he was my guy for a long time, Daniel Wells. But then I couldn't um, I couldn't replace him. So Cam Zerha has really stood into the position this year. Like last year, I just went without a player, just went playerless. Fair enough. Um, I've got to say, so at the moment, me and my housemate, who's also a Collingwood supporter, where we've started the uh, John Noble Appreciation Society. Good. <laughs> Very um, good. Oh, I just love. I, I just love it. Just the fact that he came mid-season last year and he just hit the ground running. I think he's only missed a handful of games since then, but he just yep. always does the right thing for me at the moment. Um, and then. Sort of a very cult hero for me in our premiership year in 2010 was uh, Lee Brown. <laughs> Former North Melbourne player. Exactly. Lee Brown. <laughs> Lee Brown. Uh, just the fact that he was just everywhere that year. Just when he came to us, everyone was like, who the fuck is this guy? And then the fact that he was a mainstay in our premiership team just said, like spoke a thousand words, honestly. He was just the guy like, hey, Lee, can you do this? Yeah, no worries. Hey, yeah. Lee, we need you to do this. Yep, got it. Yeah. Hey, Lee. Can you be this guy? Yep, no worries. Like everything. He was the Ruckman. He was your center half back. He was your full forward. He's like, yeah, yeah sure. Actually, I, it was yeah, no worries, guys. <laughs> so good. How about you, uh, Harper? Uh, oh, Sammy Draper this year has been, <laughs> oh, he's so good. Like just everything about him, this two-meter <laughs> guy who can just like pluck it out of the ruck and do some like shit kick 60-meter forward. And it's, oh, just is, yeah, he's an absolute Legend uh, of the Dons already. He's probably one of our best players, and he's, he's played like five games. So <laughs> says something about our, our list at the moment. But I honestly uh, thought you would have said Andrew Phillips. To be totally honest, from that game against Collingwood. Oh yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> Sam Draper's overtaken him ever since he came in. He's been on fire. <laughs> That's he's so got cool. a he's got a ripping exhaust pipe for a haircut as well. <laughs> oh. Does he ever? Jesus. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so does Zerha. Two of the four blokes that we've picked out have <laughs> ripping haircuts. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, so we're approaching the end of the show, but 
if you've listened to the show before, we like to do a quiz at the end of the show. So I'm going to be hosting it, and it's Jackson against you boys. Oh, well, individually, of course. Yeah, we're individuals. Okay, just checking. Uh, So we've got two guests. We're going to double the amount of questions, 10 questions. Oh, Uh, oh my gosh, we're not asking. We've got two guests, and we relate it a bit to you guys, but as you guys don't have a Wikipedia page as of yet, can't get too much information (laughs) on you. Yes. It's very, very yell. Do we yell the answer or are our our names our buzzers? Yeah, your name's your buzzer. I've got to mention that as well. So uh, we've got a Brisbane fan, a North fan, and a Collingwood fan here. So can you tell me, as of uh, 3.30 p.m. on the 12th of the 9th, who is the leading goal kicker between Collingwood, North Melbourne, and Brisbane so far this year? Adam Denston. It's got to be Charlie Cameron, doesn't it? Charlie Cameron's correct. He's got 23. There you go. Yeah, but – you never know. North's playing right now, so Todd Goldstein may have kicked 15 already. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I was honestly trying to think how many checkers had scored this year, but I don't think it's that many, to be totally honest, because we can't kick straight. Yeah, it's a bummer. <laughs> Mate, let's uh, not start talking about the Collingwood can't kick straight. You're talking to Brisbane's uh, yeah, voice. Oh. It's just outrageous. <laughs> yeah. Um, question two. So uh, we've got Simon with a Y here. So have you heard of Donald Simon? Simon? I have not heard of Donald Simon. Who's well, Donald he's Simon? He's also a Simon with a Y as his last name. Donald Simon is a former New Zealand rower who won an Olympic bronze at the 1984 Summer Olympics. Uh, it's amazing that I haven't heard of him. It's very strange. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In which North American city were these Olympics held? 1984. Simon. Adam. Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Correct. Hey, um, fun fact about Los Angeles Olympics, 2028, we're going back to LA. Guess what sport's going to be in the Olympics, boys? Lacrosse. It's lacrosse, like, my oh. friends. So then lacrosse. imagine how many obscure questions there'll be about lacrosse bronze medalists. <laughs> yeah. Um, question three. So this one's the closest to the pin one. So Adam, or maybe it's pronounced Adam, is a town in the region Ad-Dakhilia <laughs> in, nor- in the northeastern region of Oman. So can you tell me closest to the pin, what is the population of Oman? Simon. Of uh, Simon. Six million. Six million? Uh, I'll go eight million. Uh, I'll go five million, nine hundred thousand, nine hundred ninety-nine. <laughs> <laughs> well... Adam's got three to up because it's 5,133,391. What a rat dog move. <laughs> that was such a rat dog move. <laughs> Don't hate the player, hate the game. Oh, I should have gone early. Damn it. <laughs> All right. So question four. Uh, Simon, your last name's Lovett, of course. So despite being on the list of two AFL teams, Andrew Lovett only ever played for one. What was that team? Jackson. Adam. Jackson just got in. Uh, was it the Bombers? The Bombers was correct. It was a bit of a, a cult hero at the Bombers when he was there, I think. But Jackson is slowly inching back. <laughs> I'm a bit of work to do, mate. Uh, so we'll move on to question five. Uh, so, oh, yeah, Adam, the first syllable of your last name is dense. So a uh, bit of a density-related question. Brilliant. So I'm gonna give this is my four- favourite quiz ever. <laughs> 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 I'm going to give you four chemical elements and I'm going to need you to rank them least to most dense. Okay, here we go. So the four elements are lead, gold, iron, and hydrogen. So Adam. Least to most dense. Adam. Adam. Uh, hydrogen, the least dense. Uh, and then what was it? Lead, uh, gold. No, don't lead. tell him. Don't tell him. Don't <laughs> okay, tell him. Okay. No hey, way. Whoa. You don't get to. You don't get it again. I remember what they are. So I'm going to go least dense is hydrogen. Next least dense is lead. Then the next uh, – you just made me forgot him. God damn <laughs> Not it. my fault. Not my fault. Is that your final answer? Two? You only want no. to lock in two? Um, so hydrogen, least dense, then lead, then uh, iron, then gold. It's incorrect. Can we jump in if he's wrong? Uh, yeah, you can jump in. Brilliant, Simon. I'll jump in. Simon, Hyd- okay. Hydrogen, gold, lead, iron. That is also incorrect. Jackson, oh, do you want to have a Oh, no. Uh, hydrogen, iron, 
lead gold. He's got it. You're oh. joking. Of course he's got oh. it. You're sharing a Google draft. <laughs> I hope he gets it. <laughs> oh, Jackson, the chemist. He knows what he's doing. Seriously? Uh, he keeps well the done. quiz from me. I've, I've even got my phone on me. Jackson's just showed everyone uh, in the Zoom his phone, by the way. Yeah. He's in his yeah. hand. <laughs> Jackson's <laughs> lying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, bring the quiz to disrepute. Anyway, question six. So, uh, Adam, I uh, had to What's split. A, can I get a score check, sorry? Really oh, quickly. score check. Yeah, Adam's on three. Jackson's on two. Simon is on. So I've just got to get the next four. Zero. Perfect. <laughs> Easy. Yeah, but uh, question 10 has got a bit of a um, – you can get bonus points on question 10. I'll Ooh, okay. leave it there. Uh, but question six. So, Adam, the second syllable of your last name is 10, and uh, the de- decathlon has 10 events. Name five. Simon. Adam. Simon. Oh. Just got in. Damn it. Wait, how specific do you want these events uh, to be? Like, do you want, <laughs> but do you want the distance oh, of the run? Yeah, yes, run. Yes, the distance. yes, the distance of the run. 100 metres, 100 metre sprint, 110 metre hurdles, long jump, javelin, shot put. Correct. Thank you. 110 metre hurdles for the men and 100 metre hurdles for the women. So oh, I thought we were talking uh, men's decathlon, obviously. Sorry, yeah. guys. So I'm, yep. so I'm loves and niche stuff, so <laughs> decathlon fits right into yeah, the so, sport. Yeah, so the Olympics is my thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's right. Very niche. Anyway, the 10 events were, the, yeah, the 100 metre sprint, discus, pole vault, javelin, 400 metres, uh, the hurdles, uh, 100 or 110 metres, long jump, shot put, high jump, and uh, 1,500 metres. Uh, but we'll move on to question seven. Uh, boys, can you name the – this isn't the question, but what's the name of the Gogglebox narrator? Do you know? Simon. Yep. Joe. Is that a question? Oh, no, that's, that's not the official question, but it's uh, Joe oh. Van S. Joe Van S. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So she's got a very short name for a person who's got three words in her name. Uh, so presuming Joe is her full first name, even though it's probably not, uh, what is the average amount of letters per word in her name to three decimal places? Simon. Simon. What? <laughs> the average number of letters per, per word. word in her name. Ah. What, three it would, decimal places. To three decimal places. Okay. Yep. Well, it would be 2.732. That's incorrect. That's way too high, Adam. <laughs> Two Adam. point. Is this the closest to again? No, no. You've got to get it spot on. Oh. Uh, Two point uh, three three three. Also incorrect. Two point three three. Oh no, Jackson. Uh, two point one five zero. Two point one five zero is also incorrect. <laughs> I think Simon got closest. It's two point six six seven. That's it, mate. Oh, yes, that. you do. Yes, no, you no, do. No point. No point. Just, no point. No point. You said you got to be closest. Yeah. You said you got to be right. <laughs> um. Oh no. Have I stuffed up the calculations? I think I have. Yeah. I've miscounted the amount of letters in her name, but I don't think yeah, it's Oh, well, nah, nah, it's not moving on. Nah, the, quiz, <laughs> the quiz is moving on. Nah. There's a point for me. How is that not right? Because nah. you've gone. Because we're on to the next question. Mate, seven, this seven, is an nine, AFL. Nine, there's no challenge flag here. No, we're on to the next question. Harper, seven letters. Harper, seven letters in the name. Harper, do not listen to him. Do not. Listen to him and don't worry about it, mate. You're doing great. Keep going. Adam, Keep going. <laughs> Seven letters and there's three names. 2.33, as I said. Harper, Bang on. Do not I'll let the you. tail wag the dog here. <laughs> He's got the point because I can't count to seven. Hell yeah, I've got the point. No. Thank you very much. That's four for me. Thank you. <laughs> How have I counted eight? Is, seven is eight. I, Jesus Christ. I think I win. Uh, what's the score? Is it four? Adam's on four. I'm, Jackson's I'm on two. two. And am I on two or am I on one? I think I'm on one. You're on one, one I think, Simon. Don't uh, get too cocky. Yep, mate. you didn't get – yep. Four, two, and one. What question are we up to? Nine. We're up to question eight. So uh, you've had 106 Adam and Simon show episodes at the time of recording, I believe. Hmm? What's 106 in Roman numerals? Simon. Adam. I think Simon just got in. Oh, bull. <laughs> I heard myself he say that before he said anything. Mate, get <laughs> some good end, quality Simon. Wi-Fi, bro. <laughs> That's not anyone's fault but your own. Uh, the uh, the decimal, I mean the Roman numeral is C. Yeah, decimal. V decimal. One. 
CV1? Is that your answer? No, incorrect. <laughs> it's incorrect. Don't know. CVI. Incorrect. It's CVI. Uh, yeah, Adam's got it. CVI, <laughs> not CV1. There's no ones in Roman numerals, you dumbass. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm it's liking really this quiz less and less. Five, four, Adam's on five, Jackson's on two, Simon's on one. No, you said there's uh, bonus points coming up. I'm but there are bonus, the bonus points coming up. <laughs> You might have also so, just broken up the Adam and Simon show, dear <laughs> fellas. Yeah, you got to get the brand so, out there. Yeah. Um, first episode of Gogglebox aired on the 11th of February, 2015. So on the Aria singles charts, chart, uh, which OMI or OMI song remixed by Felix Jane was number one on the 11th of February, 2015. Jackson. Jackson. Cheerleader. Cheerleader is correct. Yeah. Well done. Good tune. Absolutely. Well done, Jackson. <laughs> Heat up uh, the song too. Fuck, I've Heat forgotten up. the scores. That that uh, decimal one's throwing me off. Is Adam on five? Yeah. Yep. Okay, Adam's on, Adam's on five. Jackson's on three. Simon's on one. Uh, so question 10, Jackson, yeah, this. it's going to be a who am I question. So we're going to go This is one's worth five points, I would assume. Yeah, you can go down from <laughs> five points all the way down to one point with a Great. series of clues. And once you've buzzed in, you can't buzz in again. Until oh. all the others get it wrong. Yeah. So Simon needs so Simon needs to answer <laughs> this right at the five point level to win. And if he answers it at the five point level, he wins. Okay. If he gets, oh, yeah, I could get a draw one, get if a I go for the second one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. I'll, we'll okay. go to a tie break. Go, I, I have I'll lost it on this question before, so be aware. <laughs> <laughs> but you have won it uh, from two nil down. Uh, you won three two, I believe. Uh, I think that was our most recent episode, actually. But anyway, for five points. I was born on the 1st of April, 1993, in Dartmoor, Victoria. Jeremy Cameron, Adam, Jeremy Cameron. <laughs> Simon, Simon, oh! that was uh, incorrect. Damn it. Oh. Yeah, boy, that's five points for Adam, ten points. That was an absolute, absolute whitewash, fellas. That was, I mean, Indeed. I feel bad for you. Jeez, I think Dartmoor's only got 150 people, so it can't be too many people. Uh, but well done to know Jeremy Cameron's from Dartmoor there. On, um, on behalf of everyone that works on the Adam and Simon show, thanks to this, fellas. It'll be, it'll be really humble with this all weekend. It'll be great. <laughs> oh, Adam, that's quiz for the age. He's got 10 points from 10 questions. That's unbelievable. Even when I can't count to seven, he still uh, managed to get the point. It's just remarkable, really. <laughs> Mate, he was, yeah. It is. Yeah. I mean, it is remarkable. You are right, Harper. I won't, I won't correct you on that. It is remarkable. Yeah, well, <laughs> you can't play sports anymore, but you can do quizzes, and that's clearly one of your strong suits. So, Concussion <laughs> hasn't, con- concussion clearly hasn't impacted the old uh, the old brain, fellas. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, boys, uh, it's been a long one. So, Jackson, we happy to leave it there? Yeah. Uh, thanks All for right. coming on, guys. Our yeah. pleasure, Thanks, guys. Fellas. Our pleasure. Thank you for having us. It was very, very fun. I like the quiz. Awesome. Well, I mean, I didn't like it, but I liked it, if you know what I'm yeah. saying. Harper does uh, do a good one, honestly. That was a good quiz. It makes you that think. That was a good quiz. Well done, Harper. <laughs> well, well that's, done. that's what it's intended for. So thank you for, us for coming on, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, fellas. Thanks, guys. And we're back, Harper. How good was that, mate? Oh, Adam and Simon, a couple of legends. Great chat. Love a bit of chat about footy on the podcast. Um, yeah, very casual thing. Laid back, guys. Great to talk to. Yeah, definitely. Tell us how um, you like this episode, if you've gone the whole way through it. Uh, yeah, tell us how you liked it. It's a bit different to normal, as we said in the intro. Um, but yeah, thanks again to the guys for coming on. Yeah, it was awesome. But uh, if you do want to tell us what you thought of this episode, uh, our socials, uh, we're on Twitter and Instagram at WDWBPod. That is WDWBPod. We're also on Facebook. Where can people find us on Facebook, Jackson? Yeah, just search uh, where do we begin with a question mark and we'll hopefully pop up. Yeah, uh, or just go to facebook.com forward slash WDWBPod. We've got Patreon as well if you want to hop on board that and give us a little bit of financial support and reap the great benefits we've got on there. We're patreon.com forward slash WDWBPod. And you can also email us, uh, where do we begin pod at gmail.com. And some people who have emailed us in the past, The Rooms, uh, they came on the show a few weeks ago. Yeah, big friends of the show. Yep. Uh, we featured their music last week, I believe. And we're going to feature their music again because they've got a new single that came out on Saturday, just two days ago, if you're listening on Monday, 
What's it called, Jackson? And that single is called Big Bam Boom. And uh, they did they did sort of say they were working on something and this was going to be released. So it's great to hear it uh, on this show. Yeah. And if you want to hear a, a bit of a chat with them that we had uh, about a month ago now, I reckon, uh, go listen to WDWB Extra 2. And we featured their music last week, but we're doing it again this week because they've got a brand new single. So thanks very much for listening. Make sure give us a five-star review. Tell all your mates. And here it is, The Rooms with Big Bam Boom.